Welcome back to Mom Nation Unscripted. Now a word from our sponsor. Moms are always on the move and the city of Mesa understands getting where you need to go quickly and safely isn't just a priority, it's an expectation. That's why we are proactive with our transportation plans. Check out the 2020 Transportation Bond Program at mesaaz.gov slash mesamoves to learn about Mesa's plans to grow our roadways and bike paths, improve congestion, and make commuting safer for everyone. Hey, Mom Nation. We are back with another episode of Mom Nation Unscripted. And I'm not going to put all y'all on the spot this time like I did the last episode. That was pretty funny. Um, We are still in season four, but this is episode six. And Jenny, we have been kind of doing like the holiday theme lately. Yes. Yes, we have. Last episode, we had Laura. I like to call her Dr. Laura. It's kind of a joke between the two of us because she's a counselor, not really a doctor. But I don't know if you guys know where that comes from. But I used to listen to a lot of talk radio back in the day. And Dr. Laura was like a a Dear Abby type talk show personality. I don't know. So anyway, kind of funny, but we had Laura on last week and she is a counselor and was talking us through like, Sammy, you know how when you have a holiday get together and you've got like that one uncle that (laughs) she's like, (laughs) yeah, I can relate. Like that one uncle that wants to talk politics or tell everybody how to live their life. You know, that guy. Every time. Yeah. So we talked about some ways just to kind of relieve, you know, during this time of year, there's just so much stress, right? We were talking about it a little bit before we hopped on and, you know, there's the stress of the kids and what's going on with school, like who knows? And, you know, how do we keep these kiddos entertained during this weird time that we are all dealing with right now? It's like really weird for all of us. And so how do we do that and not get super stressed out? So Laura, good friend of ours, helped us out with a couple of tips and tricks. And I don't know about you, Jenny, but it helped me out because I had a a smaller than normal family gathering, but her tricks helped me out totally. How about you? Yeah, definitely. We had a smaller than normal um, gathering as well, but you know, just going forward, I can definitely take what she mentioned and apply that to future gatherings. So Um, It didn't necessarily need it for Thanksgiving, but I'm sure I'll need it for other gatherings. Yeah, so it's not just like holiday specific, of course. It's just dealing with people and feelings and, um, you know, boundaries and things like that. But it was really, really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, the boundaries is a huge thing. And I need to learn that just in general with my personal life. So it was good. Yeah, I feel you. So other than that, well, wait a second. We didn't talk about our week yet. How was your week last week? What did you guys do for Thanksgiving? Um, well, I just had Phil's mom over and that was it. The rest of the family was kind of out of town. So it was really small. Um, and, and it's funny just how simple it was, just knowing I didn't have so many people over. I didn't really care if my house was a little bit of a mess and I wasn't so stressed about making all the food. But what's funny is I still made all the food. I just made a little bit less in quantity, but I still was making all the same food, but it was some reason it was so laid back. I wasn't like snapping at anybody like you need to hurry up and, you know, get the turkey. And it was super laid back and casual. And um, it was really well. It was great. And then um, over the weekend, we had 
some dear friends over to watch the Mike Tyson fight. So that was fun. Good way to end the weekend. Totally. That was crazy. I totally thought he was going to get a total knockout. And when he didn't, I was like, wait, is this the Mike Tyson I know from way back when? I don't know. Right. Right. I wonder if it was planned that way. Like none of them intended to go in and like, you know, kick each other's butts. It was just like, let's just go in and throw some punches and make some money. Yeah. Yeah. For charity, which I thought was super sweet. Um, But yeah, maybe, I mean, I'm getting up there. I'm pretty close to that age now. I wouldn't want to get knocked out either at this point in time. I'm like, too old for that. I'm good. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that was totally fun. So my sister ended up coming to visit. I know everybody, she flew. I'm so sorry. Be angry with me if you must. Um, But she wore the gloves and the hat and the mask and the full body suit, whatever it is that she needed to do. and it was great to see her. She's, if you don't know Sammy, my sister's a 21 year old. Isn't that crazy? She's 20 years younger than me. And right, I know my poor mom. And it's like a whole different ball game, right? Um, for her because she's 21 and she's into friends and not the whole thing that we're into, you know, as boring stuffy adults. Um, so it was really cool to see her. It's been a while, I think since like this summer, since I've seen her. So that was nice. And of course, my kid goes totally crazy when Auntie Brookie's around. Um, So yeah, we had fun. And you know that I don't cook. I clean. I don't cook. So I'm really looking forward to this this episode to find out what I'm missing here, Sammy. Um, But yeah, my mom and Matt made all the food. And I, Bruce and I cleaned up and mostly me. And um, it was great. But it, it was a really good time. How about you, Sammy? How were your holidays? Uh, it was good. It it was pretty much, I don't want to say it was the same, but I mean, we had a smaller gathering, but we still made <laughs> just as much food. So we had a bizarre amount of leftovers. I actually have some turkey soup that I just whipped up before I popped on here because nice. I just, I can't just eat turkey every time just by itself. So uh, yeah, we just ended up having a bizarre amount of leftovers and it was just a small gathering, super laid back. I mean, my mom got all fancy, but that's just my mom. That's how she is. So she looks cute. And I was there in my stretchy pants, ready to eat. <laughs> <laughs> With the extenders and everything. Oh, yes. I almost I pulled go. out some of my old maternity clothes. I was really close to doing that. And I was like, mm, maybe that's a little too much. <laughs> that's a little much, maybe. It's funny. It's totally how- acceptable. It totally is, especially for Thanksgiving. Like that's the only holiday, right? When you can just totally eat all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny, isn't it? So we've all kind of had smaller gatherings. I think probably everybody has this year, but we're kind of in that muscle memory of making the same amount of food. It's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Sammy, that's a good transition into our topic today. So another holiday episode, and we are talking with our baker extraordinaire uh, from Mom Nation AZ from the West Side. And... Uh, we're talking about baking. So everything that has to do with holiday baking, we're going to pepper Sammy with all these questions that we have. Me, the non-baker. Jenny, are you a baker? Do you bake? I know you cook. I do. I do. I do bake, but not as much, especially now that I discovered I have food allergies. It's not as fun. So I've, I've laid off a little bit. Gotcha. So Sammy, you got you to gotta sock it to us. So the, the baker in you, what did she make for Thanksgiving for your holiday party? Like, Am I just going to drool? <laughs> I actually tried to hold back this year because believe it or not, my family doesn't eat a ton of sweets. My little family does. Um, but like my brother and my mom and all of them, they'll have like little pieces. 
but I probably did go a little overboard still. I had, of course, some macarons, my vegan macarons there, and some sugar cookies. I brought a kit for us to kind of sit there and decorate, especially to keep my three-year-old busy while we were trying to finish up cooking, which was super helpful. And then I made, I started something new. I'm making a chocolate macaron bark, um, which is super fun. I know. <laughs> it's just like, it's a... It's a chocolate bark, and the one I did it with s'mores. So, and I made it all vegan. So I had vegan graham crackers and vegan marshmallows that were toasted on top, and then I crumbled up some macarons on there, and it turned out really, really good. So that was super fun. And then plus we had pies, but I didn't do the pies. <laughs> That's awesome. I loved what you said about the cookie kits. So for those of you who don't know Sammy, you're not familiar, Jenny and I really are. So we're talking here like, you know, we've been old friends forever. Um, so Sammy is uh, the owner, founder of Dream Confections LLC. And she has all sorts of macarons are her specialty, right? Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. And, but you have all sorts of other cool fun things. I know that you do have a young son, as you mentioned. So is he the inspiration of these other cool, fun things that you have? He usually is. I try to just do something fun and different to make it exciting for him. Like I, he shouldn't be eating a lot of sweets in the first place, but I mean, he's got me as a mom. So right. give him sugar cookies all the time. Um, like I love playing with characters with my macarons. Like I'm working on some for Christmas that look like ornaments and reindeers and presents and all that fun stuff um and then i started making macaron stuffed sugar cookies because it's both my son and my favorite together so it's a macaron inside of a sugar cookie oh wow this is what happens when you keep a baker inside the house for too long (laughs) experiments oh man some of them don't pan out but these ones did so they're delicious that's that awesome. amazing right like how fun just to be that good and just to know what you're doing like because I do not know my way around the kitchen I'm not even going to pretend I would be terrified I'd be like I can't put that together with that you know but it must be so fun just to I know what I'm doing it's fine it is and sometimes it doesn't work out but then it's just I don't know it's just funny and it'll still usually taste good it just didn't look the way you wanted it to <laughs> that's great so tell me about these cookie kits because I've heard you know because we know each other so I've heard kind of you talking about the cookie kits here and there a little bit but I don't know everything about them so do you have these cookie kits available just for the holiday season are they Thanksgiving theme like give me the lowdown on the cookie kits I usually try to do them around the holidays because that's when parents need the biggest break Um, And it keeps kids occupied for quite some time. So for Christmas, I have my cookie kits. And the Christmas ones I usually will do in the size of a dozen. Um, Quarantined or not, Christmas is the time to decorate sugar cookies. So it comes with a dozen sugar cookies. I do four bags of icing, different colors, white, red, green, and brown. Um, Then it comes with two bags of sprinkles and a little instruction pamphlet for them. And then they just go to town. And I love when people send me pictures of their um, creations afterwards, too, because it's always fun to see how creative kids can get, and the adults. The adults can be surprising, too. <laughs> yeah, I bet that gets really funny, especially late night, you know, Thanksgiving, oh, yeah. got a couple <laughs> glasses of wine, make some Some cookies. people, I'm like, when you're done, send me pictures, and the moms will look at me, and they go, um, I have teenage boys, 
and <laughs> I'm not so sure they'll be appropriate. I'll say, oh, send a private message. Don't post it to my page. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that is too funny. So, so refresh me again. So you actually bake them. You bake the plain sugar cookie. You have all the accoutrement that comes with the package, and then somebody can just get that. Yep, and it's just all ready to go. And I individually package my sugar cookies because it helps them keep them fresh. But um, yeah, it's already baked and ready for you. The icing's already made. Um, a lot of times you just have to massage that icing just to reincorporate the color, which is totally natural for royal icing. And then have at it, pipe away and get creative. And it must, I mean, I can just imagine my kid right now, if I had to get some things done and I'm like, hey, decorate these. I mean, obviously, you know, I like to hang out with my kid too, but in a pinch, if I needed it, or I was dealing with, you know, other things in the kitchen. Okay, we know that's a lie, Katie. You don't deal with anything in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> but I could see how that would be fun. And it would be like kind of a little, you know, either some family time or a little reliever for mom. Exactly. It is perfect bonding time. Like me and my little family, so it's just my husband, me, and our three-year-old. And the three of us will sit down and decorate cookies for every holiday. And it's super fun, especially because I, my son, of course, he's only three. So he'll do the best that he can. Usually it's just a huge mound of icing with sprinkles. And I give him a spatula to smear it around. Then there's my husband who tries really hard to like pipe them really nice to get them like mine. But I mean, he does great. But then, and then there's me, like my cookies always look like my cookies. So I've been doing it for years. <laughs> Of course. That is a great idea though. And are you, you're not able to ship outside of Arizona though, right? Unfortunately, the cottage law prevents me from shipping out of state. If someone was like, if you know someone who lives in Arizona and they buy it for me and they ship it, that's out of my hands. So if you have a little sugar angel here that wants to ship them to you, you definitely can. And I'll just tell them how to package it. It's super easy. Awesome. But great idea, huh, Jenny? I mean, your girls would be all over that, I'm sure. Absolutely. I'm, I'm already like thinking and my, my kids are back home to on virtual school already. So I'm already thinking of what do I, what can I do to keep them busy and entertained? So I might have to hit you up for some of that. Yes, they would love it. Yeah. Kid entertainment is really important. That kind of leads into a question that you had, Jenny. Well, I have a lot of questions, so <laughs> let me get started. <laughs> let me pull out my list. <laughs> So one of the things I was wondering is I know, um, you know, a lot of us, we want to keep our kids entertained, but there's a lot of us that aren't savvy at baking. We don't know um, really what we're doing. So what is some advice? You know, I think really the end goal is just to have fun, just to make memories with our kids. We're not really caring what our product looks like <laughs> or how good it tastes. We just want to have fun. So what advice do you have just to encourage us to get out there and just try, you know, You've got the Katie who says she's she's not, you know, doesn't know her way around the kitchen, but I bet she would have a class just getting dirty, getting some flour all over herself and, and playing with Jackson. So what advice do you have um, to get us in the kitchen and just, just give it a go? Well, first, I would definitely have your kids be part of your planning. So even with my three-year-old, I'll be like, hey, baby, what do you want to make? And I'll pull out my phone. I usually will go on to Pinterest because Pinterest has everything. And I'll pull up pictures. So maybe we want to make cookies. I just type in cookies and I'll scroll through. Maybe I want Christmas cookies. I'll do that. And it's like, all right, honey, which one do you want to make? And I just let them pick it. 
And the majority of the time, what you're going to find on there are pretty simple stuff. Or if you want to make it so that you're not getting anything super complicated, type in kid-friendly cookies and let them pick it because having them being a part of that process of deciding what you're going to do is going to make them more excited. If you're just like, hey, I've decided that we're going to make this today. And they're like, mm, mom, that doesn't sound like fun, but thanks anyways. That's, of course, something we want to avoid at all costs because then we're devastated. We thought really hard on it. So having them a part of that thought process makes them more excited to want to participate. That makes a lot of sense. And would you suggest that for those who don't know their way around the kitchen, are sugar cookies like the easiest thing if we wanted to make our own to do this decorating thing with our kids? Like, is that, is that what you would suggest for somebody who's not really savvy, but is looking to actually physically make something versus get it and decorate it? So if you're wanting to do like decorative wise, you definitely can. Um, there are some sugar cookie recipes that are a bit more beginner friendly. So a lot of times, so like with my cookie dough, I have to chill it um, for 24 hours. So if you want to avoid that, they have no chill cookie recipes that you can use. And that's something that's totally fun. Um, just get little rolling pins or just anything that's round. Like if your grocery store still happens to have those, you know, where you get those plastic bags of produce, a lot of times there's a plastic piece that's underneath that when it's gone. And you can ask the produce department, hey, do you have any of those? Because they'll usually just toss them in a recycle bin, wash them up, and they work perfect as rolling pins for those little hands. Give them their own dough and let them roll it out and cut them themselves. Oh, that's a great idea. I love that. I have lots of those. I don't even know. I When I first started, I didn't even have a kid. And I just started like collecting them. Every time I went to produce, I'm like, hey, they almost expected me every day. <laughs> it's like, hey, I, do you have any more? And they would just kind of give me a handful of them. I was like, sweet. And my son loves it. That way he's not ruining my cookie dough. And I can roll my own out while he works on his. <laughs> well, and they that love that, so right? cool. Yeah, they love doing their own, like, no, mom, you do your own, I'll do my own. They feel a little bit more independent, right? Exactly. And what's hardest for me is because it's in my nature to be a perfectionist when it comes to baking, I have to let him have his own space because I'll be sitting there and go, eee, that's not even, that's, and I wish oh, I should have grabbed him before I jumped on, but I let him do his own yesterday. We were making some sugar cookies and uh, they are gorgeous. They're perfectly lumpy and uneven and they still taste delicious and he loves them. He was super proud of them. That's so fun. So now you mentioned um, that you should have you, you chill your, your sugar cookie dough before you roll that out. I didn't even know that that was a thing and now that makes so much sense how my, <laughs> my cookie dough is too, it's like limp. <laughs> for lack of a better word. So what other tips are there out there that you have that the average person has no idea? Like, I know one I've heard that you should have your butter at room temperature before you add it into your, into your mixer. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm sure there's so many other tips that we have no idea um, are out there. So I actually don't let my butter come to room temperature. I let it slightly soften. A lot of times, so like my microwave, if I'm in a pinch, I have a soften button on my microwave. I just toss them in there once until you don't want them to be like when you press on it, it should still be somewhat firm, but soft enough that you're making a fingerprint in there. Um, if it's complete mush, if it's at, I mean, room temperature here in Arizona, it can get pretty warm. 
So if your butter is like smooshing when you're pushing on it, it's way too soft. And the problem with that is that when your butter is soft, your batter is really soft. So then it makes it really hard to work with. And the reason that you chill your dough is so that it doesn't spread in the oven. So that butter is nice and cold when it's in there and then it just kind of heats it up. It's not gonna spread it out. Um, other tips, uh, don't overwork it. You can definitely overmix your sugar cookies. That's very easy to do. You just really wanna incorporate all the ingredients and once it's all in um, uniform color, everything, there's no dry bits in there, that's when you wanna stop. Kneading your dough over and over and over, that's gonna overmix it as well. So obviously flouring your surface. Don't use too much flour because you'll dry out your cookies. Oh, super helpful tip. If you accidentally dry out your cookies, use a little bit of egg whites um, to freshen it up. Super easy. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. So, so tell us, and hopefully this isn't a secret that you're sharing, okay? Not so okay. tell us, <laughs> what makes the best sugar cookies? You know what? It's pure vanilla. I know it's expensive. Um, for a small bottle of it, it's like anywhere from 25 to 30 bucks for like a, a jar maybe this big of vanilla, but pure vanilla extract makes a huge difference. Um, a lot of people use that imitation vanilla and I was totally guilty of that many years ago when I first started. Now that I'm using pure vanilla, it tastes so much better. Um, and you can actually make your own, which I'm gonna start doing too. I'm super excited, but I'm gonna make it with bourbon. Um, so it's gonna be a bourbon vanilla. I'm, I am over the moon excited to get started on that. <laughs> I gotta know, how do you make your own vanilla? Cause I was gonna say, can't you, you know, kind of get catch a little buzz on one of those bottles? <laughs> right, so <laughs> you probably could. I'm not sure how well that would taste drinking it though. But um, making vanilla takes a long time, which is, why it costs so much money. Um, I actually asked for all the stuff I need for Christmas. So hopefully my husband was listening, but you just use these little um, glass jars. Like they're kind of like soda pop jars, those glass ones that you can seal. You're putting your vanilla beans in there and typically it's made with like a vodka. Um, it's the ones that you'll buy in the store and it has to sit for a minimum of six weeks and it'll be kind of a weak flavor um, up to six months or a year. Um, if you can wait that long, but that's how, that's why it's so expensive when you buy it in stores because it takes a really long time for it to actually pull all that vanilla flavor out of the bean itself. So that's why I want to make it my own, but I'm going to put bourbon in mine because that just sounds awesome. It sounds much cooler. I totally oh agree God. with you. Everything with bourbon, bourbon barbecue sauce. I mean, anything with bourbon in it is delicious. Yes, I totally agree, but had no idea about that, about how long it takes to make vanilla. So I learned something new here. I wonder what the difference is, like what is the imitation vanilla, you know? It's got a lot of additives in it. So like when you look at the jar, it'll have like different colors that have been added in there and water and some weird type of alcohol. Like it's just pretty much like totally diluted vanilla so that mm. they can kind of stretch it out longer because you think about it that's a lot of vanilla people would have to process people use it all the time and if yeah. it takes you a minimum of six months to get a good flavor you would have to have a ton of jars going to keep afloat so I guess that's why they created imitation plus to make it more affordable I guess but yeah it makes sense huge difference when you use pure vanilla 
Well, now we have to do a taste test, Sammy. Now you're all like making me want to, you know, have someone else make some sugar cookies for me with both, with each right. taste test. And I should do them with like, do, I should make some vanillas with a bunch of different liquors and see like, okay, guys, let's see which one's the best. Yeah. Can you, could you do like a tequila vanilla or is that just gross? I don't know. We can totally try it. I'm totally going, I don't know. It's fun. I like to experiment how I created different cookies. <laughs> right, right. No, that's totally true. So these days, and I know like it's probably always been a thing, but these days, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Um, Jenny and I talk about it often. We hear about it a lot. Um, but there, people seem to have a lot of allergies. So like dairy allergies, gluten allergies, you know, we eat nuts, things like that. So what, what kinds of advice do you have for people that are looking for alternative ingredients if they are suffering from those types of ailments? So for, you can pretty much substitute any recipe that you find online with, if you're doing gluten-free, um, you can use almond flour. If you are gluten-free and have a nut allergy, you, there's, pretty sure it's Hillsberry makes a gluten-free flour that you can buy. They even have them at Walmart, just in their baking aisle. It's in a, a special area there. But um, let's see, so it's nut, and aller nut, gluten, and then dairy is almond milk. Um, if you can't use almond milk, there is, um, there's a soy milk. There's tons of different milks that you can use. And when you're substituting them, you, uh, some bakers will have those conversions for you on their recipe. The people are where I refer people for um, allergies when it comes to baking is one of my really good friends. Uh, she's a, a vegan food blogger, but her girls have ridiculous amount of allergies. So that's why she created her food blog and it's called cooking on caffeine. And all of her recipes that she puts up, she puts, every single one of those substitutions. If you have a nut allergy, use this. If you have a gluten allergy, use this and everything because she's already used to doing that for her girls that that's why she started her blog. So for people who really have tons of allergies and they're not wanting to try to convert it, I would highly recommend visiting her blog because I just, I love her stuff. She's very talented. I know a lot of people, myself included, and I think this is one of Jenny's problems too, are allergic to egg. And now eggs are quite an important part of baking, right? Yeah. I mean, you just, you just <laughs> mentioned, put, put a little egg white in something to, to fluff it up. Um, yeah, yeah. So off the top of your head, do you know of any substitution that somebody could use for an egg allergy that would do the same thing? Yeah, that's um, the same thing for my vegan macarons. I don't use egg whites. I use aquafaba, which is the liquid that is found in beans. Don't let that put you off. You cannot taste the beans. Once you whip the tar out of that stuff, it's incredible. So um, that is an egg replacer. And then there's also, it's called flaxseed egg, um, is another egg replacer that people use. And what's nice with those, like when you use one that is an egg substitute, so the flaxseed egg, it'll tell you on that container, um, this amount of this liquid equals this many eggs. So then you just do it for the, exactly what that recipe is calling for, but using the conversion in that container. So that makes it really easy. 
That's really cool. Um, when we're done with this, will you comment um, in the comments and tell us what the names of those substitutes were? Because I'm not going to remember that by the end yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Thank <of> you. <laughs> Thank you. So I have another question on substitutes. I've heard that you can use applesauce instead of, um, is it the butter and oil? Um, is that really a thing? And does it change like the consistency or the taste of whatever it is you're baking? Yes, you can. And I've actually done that before. Um, it's, I haven't noticed a huge difference in it, except for I actually like it a little bit better because it makes the product more moist. Um, I'm trying to think of what I put it in the other day. I was making, I was thinking it was making muffins with my son and it called for applesauce. And I was like, oh, cool. Cause I was looking, of course, I looked up healthy recipes for toddlers and um, that he'll actually eat because he's a picky eater and it called for applesauce and it made a really moist delicious muffin he gobbled them up and so did my husband and me so applesauce is a fantastic healthy alternative plus it's great to eat all by itself i mean i could eat a whole jar of that stuff like who couldn't i buy it at costco i've got tons Right, right. Costco's the best. So you have mentioned recipes that you search for recipes in certain areas a couple of times. So what is your favorite source for recipes and do you create your own recipes sometime? Most of the time I'm creating my own, um, especially now because I have my base recipes. I just kind of tweak them a little bit if I'm trying to create something new. Uh, for people who are trying to find recipes, I highly recommend Pinterest. I love Pinterest. And I always look for ones. I mean, if I can see the ingredients, I kind of know how it's going to go. But for someone who doesn't quite understand the scientific bit of it, it's look for ones that have reviews and just take a minute to click on them and see what people are saying. And some of them, you, there will be so many on there where people are speaking high praises of it. That is the recipe you want to use because all of those people have not only tried it, they've taken the time to go back and say thank you to that person who created the recipe. So I would definitely recommend Pinterest. So um, I have a question about baking in different altitudes. Um, we have a camper, we just got a camper and I'm anxious to go out and we've thought about going like during the holidays and we you know, have our little oven and I've always wanted to try to throw something in there and make something creative. There's something fun about the idea of doing that while you're out camping. But I've heard that when you're at higher altitudes, it'll mess with your baking time or maybe it's the temperatures, I'm not quite sure. Um, do you have any knowledge on that you can share with me? You know what, it does change it. Um, it's mostly going to be the temperature, I believe is what it is. But what I would recommend is whatever recipe you want to do, Google baking at high altitude, because it'll tell you based on the altitude that you're at, what you need to be baking. So if you bake at 350 here, it's probably going to be something completely different when you're out camping. And Google has this awesome automatic conversion chart that it'll just do everything for you. Um, sometimes I think some people will have to add like a little bit more of a stabilizer in there. It just depends on what altitude you're actually at. But Google is your best friend when it comes to baking in stranger areas than what you're not used to. <laughs> What did we do before Google? Like I was just having this conversation the other day. Like 
how did we know stuff? Do we just walk around aimlessly, like screwing everything up? Like, right. you know? <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so funny. And I remember just everybody just so you know what life was like before Google, or I should say, I don't really remember what life was like, but I remember that time. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah. So, so back to allergies or not really allergies, but, um, another thing that's kind of cool lately that we've been hearing a lot about over, I don't know, last couple of years is everybody is doing the low carb keto type keto, stuff. Yes. <laughs> so how does that I, work with thinking? Uh, my brother-in-law just started doing that the other day. I got he lost 18 pounds already. So good for him. But, uh, um, I know. So keto is low carb, high fat. So almond flour is a fantastic substitute for baking. Um, if you have a almond allergy, you can use coconut flour. Um, you're pretty much just looking for those flours that are lower in carbs and things that are high in fat. So you're going to use super high fat butters, which that's why that diet just puts me off. I don't like the sound of it, but it works. I know so many people that it's worked for, but... I mean, when you have a life like me where you're constantly baking, you just want to eat it. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I had wondered, I'm like, hmm, baking and carbs, they kind of go hand in hand. I don't know how that's yeah. going to work. Yeah. I mean, can you- flour substitutes. And, but you can't like totally eliminate the carbs, like probably, right? Um, not usually. There will be a small amount of carbs. I'm pretty sure even eggs have a small amount of carb in them, so- and they're supposed to be, I'm pretty sure keto has like, you're supposed to eat so many carbs a day yeah. so that it balances out. I mean, if you went zero carbs, I mean, carbs are what turn into energy. That's what I just don't understand how that diet works. But for people it works for, good for you. That's awesome. Totally. Yeah. I don't exactly understand the whole science of it either, but haven't really looked into it much. My husband does it and likes it and he doesn't need to lose weight. He just does better not eating like wheat and stuff like that. So yeah. he just kind of avoids, I guess, gluten. Mm -hmm. He avoids that and he does a lot better. He used to be so sick and yeah. thought for a really long time that it was a dairy allergy that he had, that he was just either, you know, intolerant or whatever the case may be. And mm -hmm. over the years, we've discovered that yeah, dairy, probably not so great either, but it's the wheat. It's the wheat just rips him apart. Mm -hmm. So it's sad because a lot of times those are the best tasting foods. It's like, oh, dang. Right? <laughs> Pizza and all of that stuff. So anyway, so all right, Sammy, tell us a little bit about, I'm interested in hearing about your background, how you got started, why banking, like, it sounds like I'm saying banking, but I'm not because like I have this little weird tickle in the back of my throat. It's not COVID, I promise. Um, but why is baking your passion? Like take us through the young Sammy steps and getting us to this point. So when I first started, um, it was actually back when I was in high school uh, many years ago and I got into a really bad car accident to where I was unable to attend the job that I had. Um, I had to go somewhere and I'm one of those people, I'm a workaholic, I'm always working. So um, I had two jobs at the time and I ended up getting a job at Safeway, but they were both in walking distance, the jobs that I had. 
And after a month, my mom was able to get me a new car. It was a used one, which is totally fine. But I had a car so I could go back to my other job. And I felt awful about quitting at Safeway. I know they don't care. They've got so many employees. They were like, okay, not surprised. Have a nice day. But I felt awful. So I started with a box cake mix and I made it look like a Safeway card. And I had such a blast doing it. And I had so many employees that were there that were just like, oh my gosh, that is so cute. I love it, blah, blah, blah. And I came home, I said, mom, this is what I wanna do for the rest of my life. And we went online, cause it was my senior year. And we um, went online and looked for schools. And I ended up, it was one month after I graduated high school, I went straight into college at Scottsdale Le Cordon Bleu. Um, I've worked in different bakeries from there, from grocery stores to professional bakeries to specialty bakeries that were like, I worked for a Jewish bakery and um, then I started on my own, doing my own stuff. Now I'm kind of pulling away from cakes a little bit and focusing more on my cookie life. But um, now I really, I love helping people. That's just something I've always noticed. Like I love people. I'm a people person. So after I created my vegan macaron recipe, I started realizing that there's so many bakers out there that are still struggling with it. And if you need someone to really help you and guide you, which is why I've created my macaron course. So I would teach bakers around the world how to create vegan macarons um, with confidence. And then I still do my market. So I'll have my sugar cookies and um, I'm vegan macarons at those markets, so I can still be out with the people, even though right now we're not supposed to be, but ugh, keep me indoors. I'm going to go insane. So I wear my mask and I get to see my community, which is really nice. But I think it all just started with, I just love people. And now I love sweets. And after having my son, I'm addicted to sweets. I eat way too much sugar. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can imagine it's really hard not to, but oh, I love that. So like, what'd you say, like a day out of high school or whatever it was, you made this decision and here we are today and you're still feeling like this is your calling and like, this is what I, yeah, I wanted to do this yeah. the rest of my life and I made a darn good decision. Still feel like that? I've always been a go-getter. So if I set my mind to something, I'm going to figure out how to make it work. Um, come hell or high water, I am pushing through until I figure out the path I'm supposed to be on. And I think I finally hit it because why I was a server for many years was because I loved helping people. And now I get to also serve my baking community and still make the products that I love to make. So I think I finally figured it out. It only took me 30 years. <laughs> That's all. Hey, who's counting? But I love that though. And give us a little um, kind of a bird's eye view of what your business looks like now. You've mentioned a couple of things. I know that you are brilliant at the macarons. Like that is your specialty. I have ordered uh, cupcakes from you in the past, which have been, which were amazing. Um, I could totally love those. They were gorgeous. They were the Mickey Mouse ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. You did the Mickey Mouse ones for us, which Mickey is like his fave. So <laughs> that was cool. But tell us like, then you mentioned some teaching in there. What's going on, Sammy? Yeah, so um, I really try to focus now on helping bakers around the world. So people who are interested in starting a baking, a baking business um, around vegan macarons or even macarons in general. Like I just, I have a community um, on Facebook where I have all egg-free bakers that are there. So people who have either that egg allergy or maybe they just live the vegan lifestyle um it's just a community of a bunch of baking um, folks from around the world that help each other out and then i have my course that i launch 
um, every now and then. So right now the parts are closed because I just started this week with my new group of students of helping them with the process of making macarons because macarons are extremely finicky. People love them. They love to eat them. They think they're beautiful and they really want to learn to make them. And then they jump into it and realize, oh, this really isn't easy like at all. So then they either get discouraged or they don't want to give up and they're wasting way too many ingredients, which is why I created that course. Like I want to help them skip that bit of stressing out on their own. They'll have me to help them. Um, and then I still do, like I said, my markets and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm always working. I'm such a busy body. I'm, I'm always online helping my students and in the kitchen, helping my son make some cookies or whatever we're working on for the day. And then I slave away at night trying to get ready for my markets and it's, it's fun. I love it though. I like to stay busy. So the class thing, where, if somebody wanted to connect with you on that and learn how to make those macarons, how would they do that? So um, the easiest way to get to that is to go to my Facebook page and there's a little link that's in my about me that'll have anything from if you're just wanting a recipe to get started, if you don't know what to start with, I have um, a link in there too that's just gonna help you with like the equipment and ingredients, the kind of things that you will need to get started before you jump into it. Um, and then since my carts are closed for my course, there is also a wait list. So if you wanna join that wait list, that's a fantastic way to get on there so that you are the first to know because once carts close, um, I'm not accepting any more students in. So it's nice to get that heads up before they open and you guys get the first pick. <laughs> yeah, totally. Now that's super good advice. And we'll link your Facebook page to the show notes. So then that way people can just easily click on it to get to you. So if somebody was listening to this and was, isn't a baker, but kind of feels like they might want to go sort of walk that same road that you did, what kind of advice could you give somebody that's really serious about becoming a baker but has not started yet, like just hasn't done a thing? First, they really need to decide what it is that they love to make. Uh, what I struggled with when I very first started my home business was I was constantly changing my mind of, okay, I'm going to make sugar cookies and cupcakes and brownies and whatever people asked for, I was willing to make it, but then I burned myself out and I was making things I didn't want to make. But if you really want to keep your passion going, you need to focus on what you want to make. So if you only want to make cakes, make cakes, don't make anything else. If someone comes to you and asks for sugar cookies, maybe refer them to a friend that you know that makes them, but don't burn yourself out on making things you don't want to make. Um, also look into your cottage laws um, in your state. So every state is different. And once you know the laws, if you're ready to get started, um, there's courses that I can totally recommend. Um, there's one that I took that changed my world when it came to actually making a profit with my business so that I could do this full time and not need a part-time job or even a second job. Um, but you need to make sure that you're ready to run a business. So just because you're a home baker, one thing that I can't stand is that people are like, well, I'm only a home baker, so I can't charge this very much. No, that is very wrong. You are putting your hours and your talent into your product. There is nothing wrong with being a home baker. You need to have confidence in yourself and charge what you're worth because otherwise you're just gonna, when I first started, I was charging $20 for an eight inch cake. And let me tell you, I was so exhausted 
exhausted because I would have orders like crazy, but I had nothing to show for it because I wasn't accounting for all of my costs that include my time plus setting money aside for when something goes wrong. Like God forbid my oven broke. What money am I going to use to pay for it? So there's a lot of stuff. If you really want to go full force in creating your own baking business, um, you got to know what to prepare for. There's, there's a lot to it, but once you get started and you get the rhythm, if you love to bake, you will really enjoy it. You got to go step by step. Yeah, I, I, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, like with any business, right? You, you've got to get all of those details in, make sure you're really passionate and you really know you're really clear what yeah, you're yeah. looking to do. I can totally understand how that makes things easier. What about schools? You mentioned that you went to Cordon Bleu here in Scottsdale? I did. Scottsdale to Cordon Bleu, which unfortunately they shut down, which I was really oh. shocked. But um, yes, I am a a graduate of Le Cordon Bleu. I love that school. School. Um, I know that they still have culinary schools here in Arizona that are really good, but of course my mom went online and wanted the best, so she picked <laughs> Le Cordon Bleu, and I loved that school. I really did. Um, they even forced me to do like the culinary bit, which at first I was like, oh my gosh, I can't stand this. Like, try to make me cut a fish one more time. I'm just going to throw it in the trash. Like, I just... <laughs> I'm not about that, but I learned a lot. So like my cooking skills are fantastic now. And gosh, I could just walk into my fridge, my cupboard, see what I have and just make something up because it just comes natural to me. And I, I love to cook. I just wouldn't want to do it for a living. See, that's fascinating. I look in my fridge and I'm like, what's already done? No, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I couldn't. You could not throw four ingredients at me and something good come out of it. I'll just tell you that You're right now. so funny. It would not happen. Oh, goodness. Jenny, do you have any other questions for Sammy? I think that you've pretty much covered everything. My most important one was, you know, how do we cook with or bake, I should say, without the egg in there? So now that we have that, I'm ready to get off this and go run to the store and do some baking. <laughs> She's like, I'm good. I can eat again. Yay. Um, yeah. One thing I did forget to ask you that I wanted to, just circling back to the whole holiday thing, just kind of pulling that back in, pulling our theme back in. What's the most important part of holiday baking? You can't stress about it. So I am one of those people that I love Christmas and I love Christmas time, but I am also one of those people that believes that it is a time to cherish with your family and your friends. And even though we can't necessarily do it in person so much right now, you could totally do it virtually like this. Um, but you have to have fun. So just make sure everybody's included. And maybe like my husband, he would rather just eat the goodies. Um, if they don't want to participate, don't force them and create memories, take lots of photos um, and little videos and let the kids make a mess. I mean, for goodness sake, it's not going to take you that long to clean it up. And they're going to have a blast. They're not making a mess on purpose. They're just kids. So I'm a, I'm a big family person. And I think creating memories is most important. Even if you burn your cookies, it's hilarious. And you know what? If they're a little burnt, have them with a cup of hot chocolate or a cup of coffee. And it won't seem like they're super dried out. Just make That's sure a great idea. Black. 
right, right. Or put a put a little dollop of ice cream on it. Boom. Exactly. Some type of uh, uh, milk-based or a liquid-based substance with a overbaked cookie is phenomenal. That's what I do. If I have an overbaked cookie, I get myself a cup of coffee and I'm golden. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. C- cookie and coffee. Oh my goodness. Don't say that to me twice. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it's so true. And you remind me of a, a commercial. So I've been addicted to This Is Us. Have you watched This Is Us at all? No. And everyone keeps telling me to watch it. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my. If you want to cry like four times an episode, you'll watch it. Apparently I have oh, been for punishment. So I do. And so I'm, I've got the Hulu and I don't have like this special no commercial package, whatever. I just have the bottom one, whatever it is. And so there are commercials that come on every so often. And there's this one that they're running right now. And I wish I could remember this actress or this comedian's name because she's hilarious. She's a blonde. Um, she has a British accent. Oh, I know anyway, what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Have oh you my seen gosh, I love show? her. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> hilarious. And she's doing like this Zoom baking with her family yes. in the commercial. And of course she's funny, right? So she's like, Okay, now roll out your dough. Now beat it like it's your ex-boyfriend or something like that. It was so <laughs> funny. I saw that over the weekend and I was dying laughing. She's like, beat it like it's your ex-boyfriend. And then she's like yelling at the dough. She's like, why did you take my sweater or something and yelling at it? And her family are all watching on Zoom and they're like, what? There's little kids. They're like, yeah. She's like, oh, come on, keep up. And she's yelling at them. It's so funny. It's awesome. She's like, you're, if you don't do this, your dough won't be as good. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. But I mean, that's what you mean, right? Just have a blast. Even if yeah. we have to do it this way, people can bake together. I mean, we can still do it. And don't make it stressful. Like, don't pile your list of all these things you want to make just because you feel like being the baker this year. Just grab a couple of things and have fun with them. And if they go wrong, laugh at it because it is funny and it's still okay. Your life's going to go on and your family's going to love the story behind it. And that creates memories. So, I mean, just the other day, I accidentally turned broil on. If you guys, I'm pretty sure I put it on my Instagram today. I put the broil on in my oven with macarons in there broiling macarons is a no-go so oh boy. they were like fried I opened my oven and I was like why is it smoking and I pull it out and I was like oh well then my son thought it was he said oh mommy those look yummy I was like yeah you want to eat it it's probably hard as a rock <laughs> where's that ice cream <laughs> exactly <laughs> Oh, awesome, Sammy. Well, if um, we know the Facebook page, we're going to put that in the show notes. We know you have these awesome classes. We know you are the macaroon. Macaroon. It's Ron, isn't it? I tried to say it macaroon. Did you hear that? Did you hear me? I know you're the macaroon rock star just because I know you. But is there anything else that you have coming up? Any specials that you have through the holidays? Anything that you'd like to share before we scoot? Um, you know what, for anyone who is listening to this podcast, I would be more than happy to offer my cookie kits for just 25 bucks. Um, normally they're $30. So, and again, if they have someone, if they're listening, um, and they're not in Arizona and you know, someone that lives here, have them ship it out to you. Um, they're not terribly expensive to ship. You just use those like flat rate shipping boxes and it's super easy. So, um, I'm also at, so on December 19th 
for people who aren't quite as far west as me because I know that I think a lot of people are more on the east side of town in Arizona. Um, I'll be at the Arrowhead Mall and I'll have cookie kits that they can pre-order and pick them up there. So that's an option too, but just for 25 bucks, but only for this incredible mom nation group because I just, I love this group and I want to make sure I can help them keep their sanity throughout the holidays while they're prepping. <laughs> Maybe just wrapping presents. They can give the cookies to the kids while they wrap. <laughs> Yes, yes. I think it's a phenomenal idea. Like I could just imagine being able to actually get stuff done because I'm like, oh no, babe, you got to decorate like all 12 of those because, you know, for whatever reason. And then lay down some newspaper or something so you don't have to worry about too much of a mess and just let them go at it. They'll love it. Oh, that's perfect. And we really, really appreciate your offer. That's awesome of you, Sammy. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And Jenny, what do we need our audience to do for us? We need you to follow us on um, iTunes and Google Podcast. Follow our podcast so that you see when a new episode is coming, uh, has been dropped, and then download those episodes. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Yes, please. Because it's going to help us get the awesome news like this. Like what a great conversation we had with Sammy, right? We talked about allergies. We talked about keto. We talked about having fun with family. We talked about de-stressing all of these things. We got to get this real news into the ears of the real people. So the way that you guys can help us out is like just what Jenny said, please, please, please rate, subscribe, download. Um, Downloading is important because if you don't download the podcast, we actually don't get credit for it. And the more credit we get, the more of our news to the people we can, you know, you see how it's going here. You guys get it. I know you get it. They're like, <laughs> yeah, we hear it every single episode, Katie. We know what you need. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. It's been fun. I hope you guys have happy holidays. You too. Bye, Sammy. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Moms with aspiration, moms are inspirations, moms in circulation, moms at their workstations. Bump, 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 they make a nation, bump, this is a mom nation.